balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. You can't have too much balance of nature, especially with everything that's going on out there. It's probably the best investment you could ever make in your health. So you guys have got a really good product, and I am absolutely hooked. It's obviously doing what it's supposed to do because it has just been incredible. I definitely owe a lot to Balance of Nature. And if you ever need a commercial testimonial, give me a call. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751. That's 800-2468-751. Or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code KATE. The show today is canceled due to human-caused global warming. Or is it uh, cooling now? Or is it both, warming and cooling? Whatever the government says, I believe them. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Should police officers, emergency responders be mandated to get vaccines? And if not, should they be stay at home or let go? Yes and yes. Uh, dass ich fleißig gewesen bin, dass ich gearbeitet habe, dass ich mich in diesen Jahren für dich eingesetzt habe, dass ich anständig meine Zeit verwendet habe im Dienste meines Volkes. Gib du jetzt deine Stimme ab. Wenn ja, dann tritt für mich ein, so wie ich für dich eingesetzt bin. gets up to speak and says uh, mandatory this and mandatory that and his job is to is to do everything he says to do. The puppetry says do what we do. We do what we want you to. Sounds just like Hitler. What's the difference? Can you point out a difference to me? And they really hate it when we say it sounds like Hitler-esque. Uh-huh. They really hate it. Uh, welcome to the Kate Daly Show. What an hour we have for you ahead. Because we're going to talk about the food supply from Boots on the Ground and somebody that is experiencing this on a daily basis. So you're not going to want to miss this. I also want to say, if you're truly an American, and I mean, I mean putting your money where your mouth is, are you ready to do that? Are you ready to do that, America? There is a massive walkout to save this country. This is do or die. And all we're asking you to do is walk out of your employer. And if you're an employer, shut down your business. If you're an American, that is. If you're a communist, just keep going. But if you love this country and you want to save it, we're going to disrupt our own supply chain. 75% of the country plans to walk out November 8th through 11th. They'll be picketing their businesses. They'll be just walking out and staying home. And you know what? November 8th through the 11th, you do this and we could just turn this boat around because right now Biden's already having to, I I, I don't, well, Brandon, Brandon is having to absolutely kind of uh, walk back the dates because of these walkouts. See, they got wind of this through General Flynn and Lynn Wood and everybody that's saying walk out in this country. Walk out, walk out, walk out, November 8th through the 11th. You have a chance to save your country. Are you willing to go three days without pay? Three to four days without pay? Are you willing to do this to save your 
body from the government because they have 300 more shots in the works for you. One shot isn't going to do it. They have multiple boosters. And then on top of that, they have 300 shots in reserve right now because Big Pharma is ready to make a lot of cash off of you. And all of these people in government, your congressmen, your senators, all your sellout losers, these un-American losers that are try- that are supposed to represent your freedom and, and fight for your liberty aren't doing it. And who are they, who's bolstering them all up, especially the governors in this country? It is all pharma. They plan to make a killing off of, and I mean killing in several different ways, off of these shots. Your body will never be your own if they're allowed to mandate what goes inside of it for you to be employed. And the, the people that are doing the employing are trying to blame it on a set of rules that they're getting. There's no rules. Nothing's written. So I implore you, Americans, if you want to be an actual American... Here's your chance. Other people fought wars, lost it all, lost their lives, and lost everything. All we're saying is walk out of three to four days of pay. It's time to act like an American, be an American, and say no. And three-fourths of this country is going to do this. We are going to make a hell of a statement November 8th through the 11th. All you have to do is text 53445. Text the word freedom. You're going to get updates on it. 53445. Four four five, You text the word freedom to that phone number, 53445, and you're going to get updates on this. This is going to be the most amazing thing we ever see in America. Two weeks before Thanksgiving, you want to sit at your Thanksgiving table and tell your family how you were part of the biggest walkout that ever happened in this country? No one in this country has ever fought harder than we are right now against this tyranny. And we lose the whole thing. If you think that you're not going to walk out because you're afraid to lose three days of pay, you lose it all anyway, honey. You lose it all. 300 shots later, you think you're going to be around for your family to take care of them? I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. I don't care what religion you are. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what shade of tan you are. You get your butt out of that office and you start acting like an American and we will all start acting like Americans. Uh, we have to to save this country. I'm sick over what's going on. I think that was optimistic of you to say you might not be around to take care of your family. Your family might not be around. Yeah. So if you think you're going to, you need those three days or four days because you got to feed your family, just wait till next year <laughs> when you're, when they stick 300 shots in your arm and then tell you to go produce for your family. Right. We better start fighting for body autonomy. In this country. So let's shift gears a little bit. We're going to talk to 53445, text the word freedom, biggest lockout in America. By the way, I want every patriot group on this. I want every patriot group telling every single American in every form they have, in every email they have, this is what we're doing as a country. We are all getting together. You thought, let's go. Brandon was loud at the games. Just wait until you see three-fourths of this nation walk out on their employer and disrupt the supply chain. Just wait. We're going to show up in force, and they're going to know what they're dealing with here in America. I'll tell you that right now. All right, we're going to shift gears. I'm off my my soapbox, but we're going to shift gears, and we're going to talk to a farmer on the ground, boots on the ground. I love this. My friend Kirk is on to talk about what is going on with, with the supply chain and food, and we welcome you, Kirk. How are you? 
Good. How's Good. everything I, down in God's country? Yeah, awesome. Southern, what Southern can I say? Yeah, what can I say? And and we're on the national show, so we're going to talk in national terms on this. But let okay. me let me tell you what. You are on the ground. You've got about 5,000 acres, and you are seeing things in the supply chain that are getting scary. And they're getting scary for a lot of reasons. And so I want you, if you will, to kind of talk about what you're seeing on the ground and what your situation is on the ground, what you're farming and what you're noticing. I cannot wait to hear this. And I just loved what you had to tell me. And so I cannot wait for the audience to hear what's going on. Well, I guess, I guess I'm no different than any other business mm-hmm. that we're getting hammered by many different things, you know, in different angles and but I think some of the things that, that, that I've been really looking at lately is, you know, I, I looked at the, the stock-to-use ratios just since I talked to you, and, and we're, we're in a downward trend. And the, and the stocks are basically for commodities or what the country has, what the globe has mm-hmm. uh, in reserve, okay? Okay. And then they have what they call stock-to-ratio, and that's basically what you had last year, uh, plus what you grew this year, minus what you what the projected uh, uses will be. Okay. And those and those percentages have been going down every year. Okay. And and I don't take a lot of stock in this, other than just because a lot of those numbers come from the FDA mm-hmm. and the governments of people, and they say like China has like fifty eight percent of the world stocks of commodities. Okay. You know, so how do you know? I mean, I trust the USDA about as much as the CDC at this point. Because <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a bunch of speculators back in Chicago who are making money off of what they do, you know, speculating and, and manipulating prices. And, and I don't think people really realize how much the prices of commodities are manipulated. Right. Like anything else. Okay. You know. Um, and so what... These we we we've been in agriculture's kind of been in a in a tough spot forever, but there's always been good years. There's always been bad years, and or say your corn crop fails, but your soybeans do well, mm-hmm. or the wheat crop fails, or and then your alfalfa crop does okay. So there's always been kind of an equalizer there, but for the last couple of years, everything's been on the downhill trend. What does that mean? And like, it, it means on your yields. Okay. Your yields. Okay. So like the corn, as far as the stock to use ratio, the corn is in, is the lowest it's ever been for 10 years. Wow. The soybean, the soybean crop is the lowest ever. And the wheat is at like, it's at a 20 year low. And the 20 year low. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, and so, but that that has happened across the board on all crops, especially in. I, I talked to a friend of mine back in uh, the Midwest, and he said it's almost like they drew a line down through there through the corn crop. It either droughted out, or it um, flooded. Hmm. You know, up in our country, we farm in southeastern Idaho, and and we haven't had very good crops for three years because we we dry farm, which basically means the only moisture that we get is from uh, the sky, you know. Right, from, from rain. Uh, mm-hmm. rain. 
rain. And so we haven't we haven't had that much up until the last couple of weeks, and, and it's been a blessing. But the 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 thing that you know, I look at these numbers and the price the prices fall of grain went sky high because they got a report from the USDA that said the the yields for everybody was going to be down. Mm-hmm. So everybody was um, the price of grain just I mean over doubled. And I thought this is this is weird, but it's because of the numbers and it'll settle down. Well, it didn't settle down, but it settled down after a while. But then it it leveled out about grain is uh, wheat in particular was worth about double what it was before. Mm-hmm. And I saw I saw a lot of grain buyers. And when I look at things, I try to find the things that are a little odd because you never okay. really know what's true and what's not. And what I found really odd this year was usually wheat, you can't sell bad wheat. And when I say by bad wheat, it's like low test weight, mm-hmm. low protein, stuff that they would use to feed animals. Okay, It doesn't make good bread. You usually can't hardly get rid of it. Okay. This year, people are clamoring, the grain buyers, for buying anything and everything you've got. And you can kind of... You can kind of name your price within a certain percentage of what the actual going rate is. So that tells me that there's not a lot in the supply line. And before, and when you look, like, like I have to think right now of what I'm doing now of what I'm for next year's crop. Okay. Okay. So these dairy farms and these big feedlots, they have all of these animals. And they've either got to get fattened up for sale or the dairy cows, they've got to feed them these high-protein diets that are very complex in order to keep the milk production up high, you know? Hmm. And up until like a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. they were, because they just cut the corn around our area and are shopping it. Okay. We're going to feed now. We're going to come right back. We're going to come right back. He'll repeat that, by the way, when we come back. Don't go anywhere. I'm talking with Kirk. He's a farmer on the ground, boots on the ground, and you're hearing what's going on with the food supply. Be right back. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from MyPillow, towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. This is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. The new MyPillow towels are exclusively made with 100% USA combed cotton with proprietary technology and with maximum absorbency. They dry you faster and are guaranteed to work. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled MyPillow. And to thank you for all your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com to get deep discounts on all MyPillow products. For example, you get my dog beds for as low as $19.99. Or for a limited time, you can get my six-piece towel sets. Regularly $109.99, now only $39.99. The lowest price ever with your promo code. Use Kate, K-A-T-E, as the promo code or go to MyPillow.com forward slash Kate and get up to 75% off. These towels are amazing. So are the pillows, so are the sheets, everything else. But, oh, my gosh, the towels are amazing. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. 
This is the Kate Daly Show. Beans and cattle, but he don't ever get rattled. He just goes till the sun goes down. Hydraulic fluid on his jeans, red dye diesel and tin rows between. A cold one on the porch and a good night's sleep. Y'all hold him up with me now. Here's to the farmer, the plants, the fields, and the spring. The turn from green to bad harvest, honey. Hold hey there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. Little Luke Bryan for you. Here's to the farmer. Um, welcome back. We're talking about farming because we're talking about our food supply. And this is, a, this is scary. It really is. Uh, my friend Kirk's on to talk about this. And let me just tell you, we're in a world of hurt. And we better understand where we're at right now. This is why I keep saying, go to preparewithkate.com. Preparewithkate.com. Dot com Get some food storage under your belt, please, and then make payments on it. They even have they even offer you that. You can make payments on it. And this cooks right into my Patriot Supply. You can get some wonderful deals, hundreds of dollars off right now when you order right now, but get it under your roof. That's the most important thing. Get it under your roof because these things are happening right now that Kirk's talking about. And, uh, and make sure to go to MyPillow.com, support this show, support Truth and Radio, use the code Kate, get up to 75% off. What a deal. Make sure that you're doing these things. This helps Truth and Radio. Kirk, right back at you here. Tall, okay, you were just talking about long-term, right? Yeah. Farmers thinking long-term. Let's go right back to that because I said you, we'd start off where, where we got cut off right there. Yeah, so, so like in a... In a small grain operation, you always have to think like a year ahead. Okay. Okay. And the, the thing that kind of got me really thinking, because there's always good years, there's always bad years, and um, but there's always something that kind of sustain you through that. One crop does well, the other one doesn't. But what really kind of woke me up a little bit this year is the dairies and the feedlots this fall when the numbers, when the USDA numbers kind of, went down on the stocks, a lot of grain buyers started panicking. Hmm. And I've never seen that before. And they started actually like the, they couldn't get the corn. They couldn't get the, the protein they needed for their dairies, and the price was skyrocketing. They're, like their alfalfa is at a premium right now. Hmm. And so like dairies have been feeding uh, corn stalks and straw and trying to figure out their recipes. And that's, it's quite a complex deal, the nutrition of a dairy cow. You know, you don't want to upset them because the milk, the milk yields go down. So when you see those type of folks that are having to sustain these uh, tens of thousands of cows and a feed and they start panicking a little, it's like, we better wake up. There's something wrong in the supply. We're not, we're not replenishing the supply like we should. Mm. And then you then you talk to people, and I've talked to some of my friends in Canada and the Midwest around here. Everybody's yields on every single commodity is down at least below half. Most so of them are a third. You look at you look at the countries in the world, mm-hmm. and every almost every one of them except Australia has had what would be considered crop failures. So if, if somebody's just tuning in right now and just heard you say that, what would be the reason? What would be the first reason you'd cite? I'm sure there's several, but what would be the first reason you'd cite as far as why it's down and why it's been dropping? Weather. 
weather. weather. They're There's messing with our weather. Most, most of most of the Midwest and most countries get their the majority of their big farms are what would be considered dry farms, or their big irrigated farms, which are basically you're not getting the moisture into the reservoirs. Okay, mm-hmm. so you got to have the water, and I would say that is the number one thing especially that we have been seeing in the West and the Midwest. And, you know, I don't know if you want to go in. I don't know where you want to. Well, I would actually talk about, I do want to talk about this for a second. So we know they mess with our weather all the time. They've been doing it for eons. I mean, even the head of the CIA talks about harp as if it's just, yeah, sure. We screw with the weather. It's what we do. And that we even had to go into treaties with other countries and and talks about us not doing that as a bioweapon. So of course we can do it. So if you, if you still think we can't, you know, geez, Louise, take your head out of the sand. This has been going on forever, right? Out there, as far as the audience goes. So what are your thoughts on chemtrails and all of the, the harp? I, what is your thoughts on that, Kirk? Well, I started out years ago on this whole thing, and I've been called a conspiracy person, and I always just put that piece of the puzzle off to the side, and when it fit, I put it back in the puzzle, you know? Mm-hmm. And up in our little valley, we're pretty secluded. We're out in kind of what people would call the middle of nowhere. But one, we, on one end of the valley, um, it's probably 10 miles wide by, say, 30 miles long. And it's up in the, what would con- be considered high, high desert, but it's not really desert. It's a big bowl. Okay. okay? Um, and on one end of it, in the mountains, they have a radio station that the planes use to, a pilot told me this, the vector, to get a vector to go across to the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And they put in a AT&T station there probably five years ago. Okay. And on the other end of the valley, they put in a big Verizon station. So you really couldn't get good cell reception in this in this valley that we lived in, which right. didn't bother me. Yeah. Since that time, the chemtrails up there, and of course when I started telling everybody around, I got like five neighbors and we farmed the whole valley. They're like, oh, you're crazy, you know. But now they're coming to me, and they're like, oh, my gosh, look at these chemtrails, look at these chemtrails. And you can see these storms building up behind the mountains, and they'd be these gray, black clouds, and you knew you were going to get, like, an inch of rain out of it. You Because I, I watch the clouds and the weather every day. It's where mm-hmm. I, you know, it's what I do. And I, I've actually seen clouds that have rolled over that mountain that used to have moisture in them, and we would get soft rains and mild rains, but we would still get the um, same amount of moisture. I've actually seen clouds, and I got some videos of it, of clouds that would come over, and they would hit those chemtrails and just kind of wrap around the chemtrail like a like a horseshoe. Mm-hmm. They would kind of dissipate into a fog. I call them crap clouds now. I think of all the crap clouds, but right. they don't say crap. Right. Those are, you know... But then that same cloud, so it basically disappeared, and it got to the other end of the valley, and it was like a funnel cloud of basically just the rain moisture dropping out of that cloud and hitting the ground so hard that the rain didn't do any good. All it did is wash away because we got so much. I mean, we had a storm up there this spring that dropped close to five inches of rain in 35 minutes, in a in an area that was probably, oh, I don't know, 500 acres. 
just raised total heck. And, and, and we're seeing those violent storms. I talked to the old guys up there, and they never saw those before. And so I attribute Wild. them. So I've kind of been trying to train them on chemtrails, and they're buying in because they're watching it. You know, so it's a yeah. real, I think that they have screwed with the weather across this country. Yep. And I don't know that they've done it deliberately. I think they've done it in the name of communication, mm-hmm. national defense. Mm-hmm. But they're messing with things of God. Yeah. And they just make a mess of it. And they yeah. don't realize the ramifications. And that's why I kind of think we're headed towards a perfect storm. They, they want to control things so much that we're headed towards a perfect storm to where I don't know that there's going to be the grain supplies and the food supplies that we as Americans are used to. Man, I hope people... I really don't think so. And I, I, it, I you know, everybody wants to know when and uh, these mm-hmm. last days and all this conspiracy stuff. And it's like, if you can't see it by now, yeah. it's a choice you're making. That's because true. That's true. It's a head and sand choice. It's yep. a, I don't want yeah. to know because it's too scary. Well, guess what's scary is what's really coming. Yeah, because a friend of mine said it's the best that we were talking about this. He says, I've had to come to the conclusion that stupid is a choice. Yeah. You know, it really yep. is a choice. I agree. I'm with you. I'm on board. I'm Absolutely. on board. I know Uncle Milty had some questions for you, too. I'm on board. Trust I, me. I, you know, we all, a lot of us know that the federal government uses our money stolen by the tax system to bribe and blackmail and manipulate industries. How involved is this corrupt government in manipulating the food industry? You know, I've. This has bothered me quite a bit because I believe in all this stuff and I believe in freedom and, mm-hmm. and uh, well, you're an American, uh, a real American. You know, yeah. And I look at the, what farms are into now and I'm like, how in the hell did we get here? <laughs> yeah. Because if it was not for subsidies, there would not be a farmer in business year in and year out. Yep. They yep. bail us out time and time and time again. And I'm like, how did we get mm-hmm. here? Yep. And I, I mean, all of your crop insurance is tied to federal programs. All of your conservation programs, which a lot of them are do very, very good work. I, I signed up for one that I planted uh, wildflowers because I was concerned about the bees. Right. If you get in, that's a whole other thing. All the right. bees dying. In. And honestly, I walked out there and I thought this is a good thing because I can hear bees and I can see bees and they're and they're and they're helping to pollinate the alfalfa seed and I'm mm-hmm. doing good things here. But then I walked back out and I said, I'm part of the problem because I'm accepting these subsidies. Yeah. Because they're manipulating the prices so bad. It's it's not a supply and demand thing anymore. You know, I, mm-hmm. when I was sitting in Econ 101 in college, it was all about supply and demand and and just-in-time inventories and all this, and it's like, oh, my gosh, I wonder if they're teaching, you know, back-order inventories this year, you mm, know? Like, sure. I, I just, I don't know. But the thing that has really concerned me as of late is every farmer out there has accepted these subsidies, not because they want to, because they have to, mm-hmm. to keep, to get to the next year, you know, we're always, oh, next year's going to be better. Next year's going to be better. 
we have all accepted them. It's kind of like talking to a to a religious organization or uh, tax exempt. You know, talking about mm-hmm. the five hundred one c three. They just don't want to talk about that because right. it's not something they're proud of. Right. Others right. are the same way, but in reality, they're seeing. But the thing that really makes me wonder is, since we have accepted these, are we now government contractors? Are we mm-hmm. under that umbrella right. of government contractors because we've accepted that? And how much control does the government really have when we see these food shortages? And because I know, I know every chance you get, they're trying to get more inventory or get more information out of you. They want to know your inventories. They want to know how yep. much you sold so for. True. They want to know who you sold it for. Just every year. More and more, and more data. And more and more. Hmm. You know? More and more data, more and more control, sounds yeah. like. And then it sounds like yeah. as they screw with weather, they put you guys in a bind. And this is why the panic is happening right now, but no one's talking about it. That's why we're talking about it on this show. The panic is going on now. And this is what we need to be aware of as citizens. And, oh, my gosh, please get your food storage. You don't have a whole lot of time, I yeah. don't think. But we're going we're gonna to definitely come right back. Uncle Milty? Yeah, I, I think a lot of people don't understand that a subsidy doesn't save them money. Right. It might save them money at the market, but right. they're paying the subsidy, too. Yeah, amen. We'll be right back with Kirk. You're going to want to hear what he has to say. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Hi, this is Kate. Make sure and go to preparewithkate.com. Preparewithkate.com. You're going to get special deals from My Patriot Supply and a payment plan. Isn't that amazing? You can do this on payments, which makes it easier on the budget. But make sure you have a food supply. Make sure you're um, adding to that food supply. All you need to do is go to preparewithkate.com. Thanks, you guys. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Far across the sea. Let us all swear allegiance to a land that's Daly Show, important hour. You've got to hear this. We all have to hear this. I need to hear this. And uh, you need to do things right now that are going to help you. And by the way, you want to save this country from where we're going quickly, as all of you can see how quickly we're going. Um, text five three four four five five three four four five. Text the word freedom. And there's a massive, massive three quarters of this country is doing a walkout 
for four days, October, I'm sorry, November 8th through November 11th. It's coming up in a couple of weeks. Please do this. Be a part of this. Please walk out. Nothing will show this country and the people that are trying to ruin this country and bring it to its knees. Nothing will show them more than a massive three quarters of the country walking out and saying, oh, no, we're going to we're going to we're going to do something to our own supply chain because we're ready to say absolutely no to all the mandates. We're going to lose this country if we don't do this. This is a time to be an American stand up. And if you own a business, close it down. Close it down for those four days. Be willing to walk away from a couple days pay to save your body and your country and the health of our nation, the health of the individual and liberty. I'm not kidding around. November 8th to the 11th, massive walkout. Everybody from General Flynn, you name it, is on top of this and saying walk out. Two weeks before Thanksgiving, when you sit at that Thanksgiving table, you'll be able to tell your family you were part of the biggest walkout that ever happened in America. The biggest, biggest quest for liberty that ever happened in America. Um, I welcome you back. I have Kirk the Farmer, who is, I'm going to call you Kirk the Farmer from now on, by the way. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Don't you love that? Uh, You never thought you'd be called that on the radio, but um, my friend the Farmer. That's that's better than Captain Kirk. Yeah, I like that. See what I'm saying? I don't don't even like Star Wars. See? I just saved you from that. So Kirk the Farmer is on the boots, uh, boots on the ground, telling us what's actually going on with the food supply, and it, it is kind of terrifying. And it should be because they're in a panic right now. You don't want to see your farmers panic about feed and about protein and about trying to get their cattle feed. You do not want to see this industry panic. And they are, and no one's talking about it. No one, nowhere is talking about this. I'm not hearing about it from the farmers themselves like Kirk. So Kirk farms in Idaho and is a friend of mine. And I just want a big, big shout out to you, Kirk, for, for doing this because a lot of people won't do this and they kind of keep it closer to the vest. But we have a perfect storm brewing right now and we need to talk about supply chain issues for farmers in general. Care to talk about that? What can you yeah. not get? One, one thing we kind of stopped on before we went on the break is sure. the, the subsidies for farmers. And I just want to remind everybody that you know, because people can get on the bandwagon and say, oh, we're just paying these farmers not to farm or to plow their crops under or to do this. And, and yes, anytime you accept a subsidy, there are things that are tied to that. But as Americans, we have the cheapest food and the best food in the world. Yeah. And I really feel that it's a plan. Our government does not want us to have expensive food. They want us to spend our money on things that make interest for bankers. They want us to spend, to go into debt. They don't want you to spend money on food and they want to have a country who is well-fed because people that are well-fed get disgruntled, we march, we, we protest, we do this, but we never revolt as long as we're not hungry. Yeah, And I think they know they yeah. want us fat amen. and happy. Yeah, amen. Yes. You're exactly right. And we have been spoiled for a long time, and I see I, I see farmers that have been in it their whole life, and they've got kind of a deer-in-the-headlights look when you can't get parts, Yeah. when you can't buy tires, when you can't buy batteries, when everything you go to get from a dealer who, you know, a John Deere or a cat or a case dealer that have typically been very good at supporting the farmers, 
they can't get it, and they have to backload it and search the entire country for simple bearings. You know, mm. that will catch up with us very quickly because, like, during a harvest situation, you're in a time crunch, and you have to get things done when Mother Nature lets you get it done. And if you have to wait a week for a part, right. you might be sunk. Yeah. And, and so all of these things are happening. Yields are down. Prices are astronomically higher. They say, oh, the price of grain went up. Okay, so the price of grain doubled, but my costs went up four times, and I can't get tires, and I can't get batteries, and I'm waiting for everything. But yet people are still eating. They're still consuming. They're still, you know, the stocks of grain are going down. They, they still have to feed the dairy cows. They still have to feed the, the cattle in the feedlot so McDonald's can get their hamburgers. Um, you know, and, and, and you talk to these farmers and they're like, nobody wants to talk about it because mm-hmm. it's very uncomfortable. And I think that's, you know, I, that's why I love listening to you guys so much is you're willing to talk about the hard things and we do it in a way that hopefully is constructive and isn't, we don't end up hating each other in the end, you know? Yeah. No, so, I love that. You're right. Um, Uncle Milty. You know, this country has been spoiled. You're absolutely correct about that. But maybe this is a good thing in a way that Americans will learn to eat properly. We we waste so much food mm-hmm. that we could probably cut production in half and learn to survive on that. Sure. That's true. Yes. Yes, and if you cut about 10 middlemen out from the farmer to the actual guy who's baking bread, who all think they need their 30% mm-hmm. to make their business run. You know, I, that's just a personal gripe with me. Right. Because in other countries, the agriculture people, the people who have had struggles with food understand the importance of food. Yes. Americans Americans do not. Mm. I, I mean, you hear stories about people going hungry and, and, and poverty, Really, I don't know overall that this country's ever really been hungry. No, I don't think we actually have. I mean, we do a whole sh- we've done whole shows on yeah, this. Yeah, that's <laughs> why the government never talks about people going hungry. They talk about food insecurity. Yeah, because there <laughs> there aren't people on the corner looking skin and bones. Yeah, you know, oh, like yeah. there are in some other places, and so. Uh, you're right about that, and but they they like to do that, but it's not they like to say these things, but truly we don't have a problem that other people have, and so, so what what you worry about and 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 food storage? I know you have a lot of things to say about food storage too for people. Well, I think what I've, and I've we've been preparing for years, years, and I I think what I've come to the conclusion is food storage. Is nothing more. We're all going to we are all going to suffer some way, but food storage to me is a means to get through the hard times until good times start appearing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's I don't know how to really say this, but the people who don't have food storage are the people who are going to be in those FEMA lines, because the government will take control of the food supply at some point. I totally believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And those people who are in that FEMA line will not be able to make righteous decisions or correct decisions because they will be hungry. Mm. Those of us that have food storage will be able to make better decisions 
say because we're less hungry. Does yeah. that make sense? Christ-like, yes, Christ-like decisions in saying I'm Christ-like not hoarding, decisions. but I'm yes. helping. I'm helping others that I know and care about and people that come to me that could be perfect strangers. Because I love your thoughts on this. I really do. I think you have some very, very Christian thoughts about food storage. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, I, you know, you picture... You picture yourself sitting on top of your full grain bin with your AR-15 shooting people, <laughs> you know, yeah. stay away from my grain. Right. And it's like, they're going to get you eventually. And, and who, I have a neighbor who says, well, I'm waiting for a week to go to $50 a bushel, and then I'm going to sell it. And I said, you know, you're a good man. And I yeah. know how many, I know how much good you do in your community. And if it comes down to that, you're going to be like every other farmer and you're going to be giving it away, no matter yeah. what the price yeah. Farmers are not motivated by money. I'm telling you. Yep. Yep. No, I'm, I'm with you on this. And we really do need to think about that right now make decisions right now on how you're going to act in that, what you're going to do. I can't meet my maker knowing my creator, knowing that I, I was ever cruel to somebody else. And I just want to make sure and have enough. And right now you guys can, you can have enough under your roof to take care of your family and other people that are going to need it. Uncle Milty? You, you know, we talk a lot about food storage, but really I think what people should be doing is learning to live on fewer calories on a daily basis. Yeah, not yeah. not yeah. UN style where they tell you how much you get and, right. and like 10 liters of water, which is enough for half a shower a person a day, no cooking or, or, or anything else. We're talking about voluntarily kind of watching it and seeing what you do and taking inventory of that and maybe holding some of your budget for some preparatory foods later on, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's it's definitely a change in in the way you think. Yeah. You know, and we're where we farm. We're out in the middle of nowhere. So when I go to town, I buy two or three of everything, sure. just so I don't have to go back into town because it's an hour to town. Sure. You know, and so that's the way people got to start thinking when they go to the grocery store: buy five cans of soup instead of three, and then put them yeah. away. It's, and and it's easy once you get in that mode. It's really easy, and it's just an insurance policy. I mean, it's just. Who knows what's going to happen? Nobody knows. We all suspect and we all read scriptures and, and we do those kinds of things, but nobody really knows. And so you have to, you have to listen to that mm-hmm. voice, whether you call it conscience, whether you call it the Holy Ghost. Spirit, spirit, whatever. Yeah. You have to listen to that. And if that's, and if that's telling you something, it's telling you something for a reason. I yeah. agree Amen. with you. How long do you think, because if you're seeing panic now, people want to know basic time frames or what you're, what you're kind of looking. I know it's hard to answer this, but if you had this question, how would you answer that? What does panic say, now say later? I would say soon. I would say the window of opportunity to, to get ready is, is getting pretty narrow. You know, I watched the, I watched the movie the other night, the, the, the movie, the stand by me about the four kids. Yeah. They go on the little adventure after they get, and I'm watching that, and I'm watching the, the chubby kid go across the railroad track, mm-hmm. you know? Sure. The other kids are crossing, and I'm like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm going to tell people. Yeah. When they ask me about preparedness, I'm going to tell them, don't be the fat kid going across the railroad track. <laughs> this is why don't I love Kirk. <laughs> yep. no. no, it's the truth. You're, it don't the be truth. the chubby kid trying to make it. I mean, come on. Yeah. This is where we're at. And do we have a year? I mean, if, if, if they're panicking now... What does that look like in a year? What do crops look like in a year? What's your guess? That's all, that's all to do with the weather. 
that's the thing. That's the thing. Nobody knows. You used to could count on the weather as being fairly constant, but we can't count on that anymore because we're getting the same amount of moisture. We're just getting it in different ways. Yeah. You know, and that's the, that's the part that's hard for people to grasp is even with the COVID, with the vaccines, we are messing with things that God created. And that's when we get in trouble. Amen. That's Amen. In trouble. I mean, yeah. even down to the GMOs and the, I mean, we used to, to breed plants that were stronger because of the dominance and resistance genes. And now we're, we're, we're manipulating genes so that we have to use certain chemicals. Right. And the seeds are going away. You know, I planted my last year of, of non-GMO seeds last year and had total crop failure. So now me and my neighbor are scrambling. We're like, okay, we got to get some in. we got to get something back. So we're not tied to the Monsanto's sure. of the world and being under one more thumb that's controlling us. You know? No, I agree. Got all these things happening to farmers and everybody, really. We just got to... We just got to figure out how to navigate through this, all this chaos, till we can get to the end, till it's going to get better. Because we know it's going to get better, but it's going to kind of be a crap storm up until then. I agree, yeah. Uncle Milty. They want volume, not nutrition. Yeah, they want volume, not nutrition, um, for sure. And uh, you know what, Kirk? Thank you. I'll have you back because there's more to talk about that we didn't get to today. So I'm going to have to have you on for another hour. Is that going to be all right? <laughs> That'll be fine. Okay. We'll, be- we'll do that in a couple of weeks. And uh, thank you so much. Yes. Uh, really bless your family. I mean, I, you really are. You're outspoken and I love it. Thank you, Kirk. Okay, thanks. You're an American. God bless. And I, I love to be able to say that. Uh, true American. Make sure and text 53445 the word freedom. Even if you've used that, that code before, the word freedom gets you the updates on the massive walkout November 8th through the 11th up for America. Be faithful, be fearless. See you tomorrow. Hi, this is Kate, and I just wanted to let you know about a new product that I fell in love with, and I want you to have it too, and you can get a special deal on it right now. It's a wonderful sanitizer that really cleans, hospital grade, they use electricity to do it, and it's really natural, and it's not sticky, it doesn't have alcohol in it, it's just an amazing new product, and it's concentrated, so you actually get tons of bottles of it for a really low price, and it stores well for prepping, so I would highly recommend this and get it while you can. Um, instead of $250, you can grab it for 44 bucks. This is at the bottom of my homepage. You can find the, the little ad on the, on the bottom of my homepage, katedallyradio.com. Click on it. You'll love this product. We need a new kind of clean. To do that, Clean Start combines two of nature's most powerful forces, water and electricity, to produce electrolyzed water, or HOCL. HOCL is your body's first internal response after an infection or trauma. In fact, it's significantly more effective at killing bacteria, viruses, mold and mildew than bleach or other household cleaners. Clean Start's globally patented tablet-based hand sanitizer turns any quart of tap water into FDA-approved alcohol-free hand sanitizer and registered wound care solution to a new kind of clean. Clean Start.